525 on Sunday. Steelers, Pats, I've been doing pregame coverage since June. Joining me now to discuss Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts. Stu, this is a big deal for us. We love having you on. Real talk, though. It's Friday. You don't want to be doing this at all, do you? Uh, no, to be honest, I don't. I want to be out on the golf course, but uh, but I'm happy to do it for you, man. And and the second we're done, I'll uh, I'll be teeing off. So wait, you've been doing a pregame show since June for this game? That's a long pregame show. Honestly, I think maybe even before that. I feel like I was doing a pregame show the second Sammy Coates let the ball go through his hands in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I knew then the Steelers weren't going to win, and we've been talking about how they can beat these bastards ever since. Uh, it is the talk of the town. It's been the talk of the town since that moment. Here's the thing about New England that I don't think gets talked about enough anymore. Like, these jackasses cheat, man. And if it's Bonds, he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. If it's Clemens, he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. But you got Brady, you got Belichick. These guys have been proven cheaters. And I feel like it's always, oh, these guys are geniuses. They're the best. And maybe they are, but I'm a little sick of them. Uh, I've been sick of them for a while. I mean, listen, I'm a Jet fan here, so I've been sick of them for a while. Like, I need Brady out of my life. I need Belichick out of my, li- uh, out of my life. And quite frankly, I thought they would be out of my life about five or six years ago. And here they are still wreaking havoc on my life, and, and apparently yours as well. Uh, the cheating stuff, yeah, it's a little bit different with baseball, with it, where all that stuff, uh, the numbers in that sport matter more than, than the other sports. And, you know, we're not talking about steroids. We're talking about deflating footballs and taping practices, which I think is just as egregious, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, it gets chalked up to uh, the Patriot way. Belichick, and he's a genius, and Brady, he's the best of all time. Uh, listen, I'm with you. Like, this is... It's rare where you have a Jet fan, you know, you know, in lockstep with with Pittsburgh Steelers fans. But I'm I'm absolutely with you. I'm tired of these guys, and I've been tired for uh, you know tired of uh, of them for about a decade. I mean, I just need them out of my life. Just get the hell out of here already. We had John all the way back in Steelers training camp. I remember it very well. You probably don't because I'm just some schlub in Pittsburgh talking on I the radio. Remember it? It's why, listen, no, I remember it, and I had such a good time. It's why I'm doing the show right now with you and not golfing. That's why I, I agreed to come back on today. Well, I appreciate you lying. Uh, I do like that. Uh, very nice of you to say that. And we talked about how the Patriots have had the Steelers number for a long time. And yes. I was bitching and moaning even back then, Stugatz, and you said, hey, 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 now. I'm a Jets fan. we got to live in the division with these guys. What's that been like? I can only imagine it's the brutality of the Steelers against the Patriots, but tenfold because you got to play them twice a year, and that generally doesn't go well. Yeah, it's torture. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, listen, I love the Jets. Unlike Dan, uh, who I do the show with, um, Dan's not an emotional sports fan. I am. I'm a wreck. And so, yeah, it's been... To have them in our division uh, and have to face them two times a year for the last, you know, 15, 20 years, um, it's, it's you know, if you care about sports the way I do, the way I think you do, Adam, that, yeah, it's been torture. It's been nothing short of torture. You go into basically every year uh, knowing you're not going to win the division, knowing if you get into the playoffs it's going to have to be uh, as a wild card team. Now, the Jets had some success there with Rex Ryan and back-to-back AFC championship games, uh, but, you know, you know, over the last 15 to 20 years, obviously, the Patriots have had much more success, more success than anyone uh, in the sport. So, yeah, it just, it just stinks. It, it, and Dan and I were laughing about this the other day. Think about this. What is it? Where are Brady and Belichick on now? So is, it the, is it their 19th year? How many years have they been at this? This is like their third revenge tour. I have no it's – been, it's been 17 years, I want to say, maybe? Yeah, so 17 years. So think about this. From, from an AFC East standpoint, 
Think about the toughest, like, all you have three teams there, the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. And Dan and I were laughing that the team that challenged them the most was a team that was quarterbacked by Mark Sanchez. And, and like, there hasn't been any – amongst those three teams, there's been no threat. The best quarterback that Brady's had to deal with inside his own division over that 17 years is Chad Pennington. Think about that for a second. I think you probably got a better arm than Chad Pennington. I think that that is that is nuts that that is the case, and that is the case. Meanwhile, the Steelers, they have the Browns and the Bengals who always find a way to screw themselves at the last moment. Right. We talked before, and I asked you, I said, are you rooting for the Jets to lose this year? And you said, oh, absolutely. And you don't believe me, but you said absolutely. They're now 5-8. and eight. That's not good, right? That's too competitive. It's five wins too many is what it is. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's five wins. It's five wins too many. Um, now the Jets are going to end up. This is this was my biggest fear headed into the season. Um, you don't want, you know, in the NFL, in all sports, really, because you get rewarded for being bad. Um, you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be eight and eight. You want to be 15 and one. You want to be 16 and oh, you want to be 14 and two. You want to be two and 14, one and 15, oh, and 16. You don't want to be eight and eight. And the Jets are headed right towards. You know, a seven and nine or an eight and eight or six wins. Like they'll ju- they'll do just enough to not get one of the uh, the big time quarterbacks uh, that are coming out uh, in this year's draft. And and even if they had the opportunity to take one of those quarterbacks, they take the wrong one. So it's just like it's just a helpless feeling being a Jet fan. It really it's just a helpless feeling. You guys should be so grateful. You're blessed down there uh, in Pittsburgh to have what you guys have. You know, you got two Super Bowls with Roethlisberger, and I happen to think you're the better team this year. I think you're going to beat uh, New England this year. I think Pittsburgh's going to represent uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. Man, I will never pick the Steelers to beat New England, and it's just because I'm so friggin' jaded. I told the story the other day. I was at the 04 championship game, and it was the coldest I've ever been, and I was really young at the time. And I cried. I did. Like, straight-up tears. (laughs) My dad did not cry, but my buddy who was with me, he cried too. I was probably in eighth grade at the time, and it was just awful. He stole my childhood. These jackasses, they stole my childhood, Stugatz, and they stole my childhood by cheating. Again, I I keep going back to the cheating thing. No, no, this is great. I love listening to you unravel on the air. It's like two of us. It's like uh, we're sitting each, sitting each other down on the couch and consoling each other. This is uh, this is fantastic. No, I can hear the pain in your voice. But listen, you got these Super Bowls with Ben. I just think, like, this is the year, right? Like, if they're going to do it, it's going to be this year. Because you got Roethlisberger, you got Bell, you got Brad. You got the best wide receiver and the best running back in football. And you have a year where Brady's been sacked and pressured more times than he ever has in his entire career in a season. So, uh, I feel like this is the and you got the game at home, so this is like it says all the makings for Pittsburgh to win, and you're going to get let down, aren't you? We're going to get let down. No sacks on Sunday. <laughs> They're not going to touch him. He's going to walk out of there with a clean jersey. <laughs> right, right. Do you want to talk to me on Monday so we can go through this again, just console each other again, or what? Uh, yes, absolutely. I want to talk to you on Monday. Uh, don't don't make promises that you can't keep, though. You don't want to yeah, do no, that. No, I, I am telling you, here's what I promise you, okay? If they lose, uh, if the Steelers lose at home to the Patriots this weekend, I will come back on the show on Monday, and you and I will console each other. We'll hug it out, okay? We'll just hug each other, and we'll get all our feelings out, and perhaps we'll feel better after 15 minutes of doing that. That would at least take the sting away a little bit. It would take yes, the sting yes, away. But, yes, it's a win-win for you. If they win, you're happy, but you don't get me. If they lose, you're unhappy, but you get me on Monday. That's a good point by you, Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts joining me here on the Crowley Show. Just watching the Steelers' defense get shredded last week by the Baltimore freaking Ravens and Joe Flacco, 
I just couldn't help but think Brady's going to put up 50. The Jets' defense was pretty good against him, though. If we could take the Jets' defense and slap it in and you guys take the Steelers' defense, that might help you guys lose a little bit more, and that might help the uh, Jets beat the Patriots. Yes, we should do that. Combine teams to help your team become better and my team become worse. Yes, Yes. Yes. take all the weak things on your team, which there aren't many, put them on our team. Um, Yeah, listen, it's – it's going to be an interesting. It, it's going to be an interesting game. It really is. I, I, again, I don't want to jinx it because, I like. I like where you're headed. You're, you're doing this doom and gloom thing. So, so if you lose, you expect it. If you win, it will feel it will feel really, really good. But, you know, the problem is for you, like right, like Gronk missed the wrong game. You wanted Gronk oh. to be out. <laughs> you want him to be out for this game. You had two things working against you. Gronk was suspended for the for the wrong game. And now you have a ticked-off Patriots team coming in because the Dolphins took care of them at home. So it's like, I understand why you would have to, And you combine that with the history between the Steelers and the Patriots, uh, and I understand why you have such trepidation headed into uh, the Sunday's game. But I'm telling you, okay, let me say it. You don't say it because I'm a fan. I, I, I under, you don't want to jinx it. I get it. Let me be the guy who says it, and then everyone can blame me if the Steelers lose it. I am telling you right now, the Steelers are going to win this game by double digits. They have the better team. They have the better skill position players. I think they're going to win, and they're at home. I think the Steelers are going to win this game by 10-plus points. How about that? You're kind of hot right now, too, aren't you? I mean, you picked the Miami uh, victory over Notre Dame. You were close to the score, too, so I'll take that. I'll put that in my pocket. I think, I think that you got the good mojo flowing. Right. I, I want to say it because I know you as a fan. You don't want to say it because you don't want to jinx I don't want to say it. So I do the same thing with the Jets. So allow me to say it for you and for everyone in the city of Pittsburgh, for all your listeners, all right? Steelers going to win this game, okay? And if they lose, then you can just put it all on me, okay? We will put it all on you for sure. Uh, you okay. will be the guy. You'll be getting tweets from all 15 listeners we get uh, saying <laughs> it was all your fault that the Steelers lost this game. Uh, I know that it's a big day for you. I know Francesa uh, is a personal hero of yours, so I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, what are your memories of Francesa, and why did watching him and listening to him help you get in the business? Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. So uh, when we hang up, I will... Uh... I've already listened to, to a little bit before I came on with you, and I'll listen to uh, the remainder of his show, which is on until 6.30 on WFAN in New York. Um, and I, I will do it. Uh, thank God for technology. I will be doing that uh, <laughs> via tune-in uh, while I play golf. So uh, I, can, I can do both. So i got a good afternoon set up. Uh, listen, for me, it's just I grew up in, you know, on Long Island, you know, up in New York. And um, at the time when I was growing up, that, that was the first all-sports radio station. And uh, I remember hearing him. I, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. My dad was driving me home from practice, and uh, it's the first time I heard Mike and the Mad Dog. And the first time I had really heard a sports radio talk show, and I would love sports. Uh, I was definitely not shy. I was opinionated. Um, and, you know, I'm at that age, 16, 15, 16, 17, where you know, you're thinking about college and thinking about what you want to do with the rest of your life. And and uh, I heard these two guys talking, and they sounded like me, and it sounded like how me and my friends talked about sports, and they really kind of captured the pulse of New York and the New York sports fan. And I remember right then and there, um, you know, I asked my dad, Dad, who are these guys? What are they doing? He said, Mike and the Mad Dog, they do a sports radio show. I said, are they getting paid for it? And he said, yeah, they're probably getting paid pretty well. And I pointed at the radio, like I'm pointing at it right now in my car, and I said, Dad, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. And, uh, and he said, go for it. And so it was just hearing those guys growing up and, and, and hearing those guys kind of discuss sports the way I did, the way me and my friends did, the way me and my brother did. Um, 
those guys really, uh, those guys really kind of, you know, provided me with what I needed to kind of, you know, go after this thing. And, and I've gotten a chance to, uh, to talk to them both, to talk to both of them and get to know them just a little bit. I don't know them very well, but, you know, know them just a little bit. And that's been a thrill for me. And to be part of the 30 for 30, uh, that, that recently came out for ESPN was very exciting. So it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a bittersweet day. I'm happy for Mike that he's moving on. Um, but I've listened to that show for 19 years. Um, up until, you know, up until today, today will be the last day, but every day on my drive home, just about every day on my drive home from our show, which is about an hour to drive, uh, I'm listening to Francesca because, uh, the first show I listened to, and uh, I fell in love with those guys, and so it's uh, it's kind of a bittersweet day. Well, real talk, we don't do it as good as you guys do around here, but you guys have rubbed off on us, and you show that radio can be fun, and that's what we're all about around here, man. So yeah, uh, I appreciate that. What's funny about that, Adam, is I set out to be Mike Francesa. That's who I wanted to be, and where I've ended up, where I've arrived in this business, it's a lesson for everyone who wants to get into this business. I got into this business, wanted to be super serious guy, being taken seriously. I wanted to be Francesa, and now I've turned into the guy that is mocking the guy that I wanted to be. Wherever the money takes you, my man. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes takes. sense. And it yes, was the same yes. thing for me. Uh, you just you grow up and you watch all as you guys double them the gas bags, and it sounds fun, and it is fun, but you can't take it all that seriously all the time. Uh, really appreciate no. the time. Uh, thank you so much. Hopefully I don't talk to you on Monday, uh, but uh, if I do, then we'll have fun then too. All right, I'll make you a deal, dude. How's that? How about this? You want to talk win or lose? Should we talk Monday win or lose? You want to do that? I would love to do that. Absolutely. All right, because if they win, then I can take all the credit for it. You can. And if they if they lose, I'll be here to uh, to to help you, to hold you, to console you. Okay. Excellent. Well, we will reach out. Uh, thank you for being part of my life today, Stu. Appreciate it. <laughs> you get the show. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Stu Gotts. From the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotch, John Wiener. Love that guy. I want him to be my best friend. I don't know how I can make this happen. Joe today said, hey, do you want his number so that you can text him on Monday so we can make this happen? And I said, no. I want it Monday. I'll text him on Monday because if I text him today or if I drink a little bit tonight or tomorrow or after the Steelers game, I will bombard him with text. And that's the uh-huh. last thing we want to happen. It would happen. That's, that's who I am. You have no idea. I listen to their show every single day. When I'm prepping for my show, I listen to their show every day. And if I don't finish it when I'm prepping, if I'm so much into the prep, I listen to the podcast on the drive home, and then I listen to the podcast when I'm falling asleep. Stu Gotch is the last thing that I hear when I go to sleep every night. Here's the hope, though. Here's the hope. Stu Gotch will make the return appearance on Monday, and we celebrate the downfall of the Patriots. If not... Man, we air-hugging that shiz out, bro. Up next, who's this game bigger for, New England or Pittsburgh? You know my answer. It's the Crowley Show.